Welcome, everybody. We're uh, very, very special of the Breakthrough Show. But this time, instead of just Sunny being the only person from the Breakthrough team, we've got the whole Breakthrough team. All in one Zoom, we had to really do a lot of work to get everybody to fit into one Zoom, get everybody on the same calendar invite, but, we, but we're here. Um, so we've got Rami, co-founder, Breakthrough Apps, CTO, Breakthrough Apps, all the same role. <laughs> all same, yep. Hi, Rami. And we've got um, Katie, customer success manager, Breakthrough Apps, and she also wears wears 19 other hats that I won't mention to keep this intro concise. And we've got the marketing manager, the marketing manager of Breakthrough Apps, Isabeau. Um, and she also has 19 other jobs that we won't mention. So welcome, everybody. How's everybody doing? Hi, everyone. Hey, yeah, doing great. Hello. Yeah, so today we're just talking about, you know, this is going to be a monthly podcast where monthly uh, podcast with the team where we just talk about different topics that we're seeing um, appear in the market and as well as what a lot of people are talking about and obviously working with a lot of the influencers, influencer partners that we have, we get so much insight and learning um, about various things in the market. So the topic today is, is how as an influencer, when you have a business, let's say in health and fitness, you can sometimes feel chained to the platform you're on. You know, some people, I've heard so many stories of people getting, starting off on that say TikTok, and then all of a sudden they built up a huge following on TikTok of a million followers on TikTok. And then, then that turns into a business where they start to maybe promote things. Um, and maybe they start to upsell something and that's where the audience is. But if TikTok changes their algorithm or God forbid, TikTok gets banned in the US, um, then all of a sudden their business goes to zero, if, if not very minimal. Um, so we're just gonna be just talking about that because I think the team has a lot of good insights and thoughts about that. So Isabel, do you wanna kick us off? What kind of things have you, <laughs> what kind of things have you heard? <laughs> I just put it on the spot. Yeah, you know, I think so coming from a health and fitness background, um, I am a certified coach. I was in CrossFit for a while and part of USA weightlifting. So I see a lot of influencers that have a fitness background really develop their business through their social media. And so I agree. I think that you know, we offer something really unique and we talked about it a little bit last week, taking control of your own destiny. And I think that being able to have an app allows you to do that. You know, like you mentioned, if for some reason a social media platform was banned for whatever reason, how would that negatively impact your business? I mean, it immediately takes your legs out from under you in order to connect with your community and your followers. So I think that there is a very definitive value to being able to have all of your content in one place that you have control over as opposed to a completely different market has control over. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, and I, I think just like adding to that, I feel like that was something that was really, and I think I've mentioned this to you guys uh, privately, but 
That was something that really came up for Sunny and I when we were just even thinking about breakthrough apps in general. We talked about, we were trying to just like understand the whole landscape because neither of us, surprisingly, have a really big following or <clears throat> have like made anything like to the point where we have a, a large amount of people who are following us on any of these platforms. And so when we were first talking to some of our earlier clients, we were just trying to sit down and be like, what are some of their problems? Like, what are some of the things that scare people? And I just remember we kept coming back to the idea that like, if one of these platforms goes away or it probably wouldn't happen, but I mean, it almost did happen with TikTok getting banned. You guys were mentioning that earlier. They're screwed. Like there are people who are only famous on TikTok or only have a big following on TikTok. And then you go to their Instagram and they have like a thousand followers on Instagram. And so they'd be completely lost. And I feel like that's something that we're even trying to think about as we're working on the platform to be like, how do we move that? Like, how do, how do we move all of that just like uh, weight off of the different platforms that they can live on and to actually put them somewhere else? Like, and I feel like that's one of the things we're really trying to solve for as we've been going through the business. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add on to that, Sonny. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, you know, the word that comes to mind is diversification. When if, if people are just putting all their eggs into the one basket, um, there's more risk, but obviously spending more time on TikTok, you can take advantage, you can advantage of the different features and, and you can be kind of the TikTok leader, but it's, it just adds more risk and then diversifying really reduces your risk. And I think that's what I'm, I'm really keen for the team to share some interesting things that we've learned, but yeah, Katie. Think, yeah, I think that what I've always seen is that so many influencers they some obviously it takes a long time for them to kind of build their following and to if you want to call it fame or whatever you want to call it but there's others that become famous literally overnight and a lot of those people are people who come off of television shows like they come off of a reality tv show or they come off of um they get famous from one viral TikTok video and they like get famous overnight and they don't know what to do with that because they've never been in that place before. They weren't technically like, that wasn't technically their goal. They weren't building towards that for years. And so I think the next thing is they have to figure out how am I going to create that autonomy and how am I going to, you know, put on my business hat and make this like fleeting fame last and make it sustainable. Cause you don't want to just be this like one hit wonder who, you know, came off a show and gained this following. And then, you know, over the next year or so brands, you know, stop coming to you and people, your fame kind of dies out a little bit. You really want to take advantage of that while you can and make your own business, which would be your own app. I want to piggyback off that though, because I also think that a lot, you know, a lot of people don't realize, um, given the health and fitness space, a lot of these coaches, they're subject matter experts in their respective field, whether that's yoga or Pilates or calisthenics, a lot of them don't have a business background either. So being able to take control of their own business, but also have a little bit of guidance is something 
something really valuable that a lot of people don't necessarily have access to because with the autonomy that our system gives you, we help set you up for success. So you're not just out like grasping at straws. How do I make all these ends meet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's what's, I think the specific thing to mention, and thank you for clarifying that, Isabeau, is we're talking about health and fitness right. coaches that have become these influencers with a big following. And mm-hmm. they're sort of, many of them are certified. Rami and I were just talking about this. There's, I think the number that it came up in a research, there's 128,000 health coaches in the world currently. That's a lot of health coaches. And out of that, a lot of them are, have big followings on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. Um, But with them, you know, they are certified and and it's not like they can just, they, they definitely can do stuff outside of social media. Like, you know, there's many of the viral sensations who we all love, like the one dude I'm thinking I'm going to pick on him. There's this one guy, I don't know if you guys have seen, I think he's from France and he just looks at, he just like watches TikToks and he reacts and he just goes, <laughs> you know that guy? that guy, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He just goes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for people listening audio, there's this one dude, he just watched, he was watching one woman. She like figured out from toilet paper that TV. you can, you can, yeah. you can take out, uh, kind of turn it into like a Kleenex box. And then he did his own version and he just like rips the, like a normal way of from mm-hmm. the ripping from a toilet paper roll. And he just goes like this. <laughs> I love, points it, down I love that you hands. still, you still did the action for the audio people get on this video game. Come on. <laughs> I love Rami that you know that, but, but my, the, my point in that story was, that guy, I mean, he's doing great things. He's, he's got an awesome management. I actually know of his manager and, he, and they're doing a lot of like brands, uh, partnerships and stuff like that. Like that dude is not a health and fitness coach. That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about the health and fitness coaches who have a certification that can go create a product that they can upsell to people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there, but there are so many, like, for instance, like health and fitness coaches that get famous from like, that was their job previously, but then somehow like they go on a show or they start modeling or something like that. It could be anything, you know, and that's what helps them get famous where it wasn't like the fact that they were a fit, like a fitness coach or a health coach. That's not what made them famous. But now that they gained this following and this audience from another avenue they really have to figure out how to like blend those two things together and create something from it and really take advantage of it what do you guys think about um because we're talking about just like how you end up kind of being stuck to a certain platform or something and i know that we're talking about breakthrough because i think we all love breakthrough we want to like we think it's a great solution for that what are your, like, what is everybody's thoughts on the idea of people diversifying where they actually stand in the social media world? Because there are a lot of people who are really big on Instagram or really big on TikTok or really big, I can't think of any other social media, YouTube. Um, what do you think it is, like, should people be doing that as well? Do you think that that's important? Where does that fit into the whole world of um, our offerings as well? I think it goes back 
to what Sunny said and, you know, diversifying when you have a portfolio, you're making investments, you diversify in a broad range of areas. So you don't want all of your content to only be limited to access in maybe YouTube or Instagram or TikTok. I think that having a healthy diversified portfolio or business practice is is good advice no matter what industry you're in. I mean, a really good example, we're talking about being tied or tethered to one particular vehicle, you know, to to share your programming, but look at the last year that we had. If you exclusively coached in a fitness mm. facility, there are still areas of the country that are locked down. There's coaches that haven't been able to physically see a student in well Very over fine. a year. So mm. if all of your eggs were in that gym basket and maybe you weren't a gym owner, you were just a coach, how did that adversely affect you? Yeah, I think, I think that the pandemic definitely taught us that you have to diversify. And yeah. I just think about like, you know, these, these social media platforms that have died out, like Gen Z won't, they don't, they won't appreciate this, but like MySpace was really cool. Okay. And it was really cool. So, so was Vine and TikTok became the new Vine and Facebook became the new MySpace. And I know that these newer, well, they're not new anymore, but these platforms are obviously more sustainable than like MySpace or Vine was, but who's to say that there's something else that's gonna, you know, replace Facebook or replace TikTok in the future. Like you just don't know. So it's so much better to, to diversify than to have all your eggs in one basket for sure. What, what do you think it is that causes people to not do that? Because I feel like there's a, like people tend to just stick to the area that they're in and they don't want to diversify. Cause I always think about that. It's like, I think one of the bigger motivations to get people onto a platform like breakthrough is the fact that that platform they're originally on could go away. And that's a really great step, but then it's like, I think the coach would still want to be present on some other place. And I don't know what it is that would, um, that would actually make people want to make that jump as well. It seems pretty hard. Not everybody's into it. Like we have some people who, who have dove right into it and they're just like blowing up, but I don't know what, like why somebody might not want to. I think it's part of it is like, it's intimidating a little bit. Like they mm. blew up on Instagram and they're like, what if I post on TikTok and just nothing happens? And I think mm -hmm. another, another, um, another reason is that they feel like they're kind of spread too thin and it's just mm -hmm. a lot to manage to have like, okay, I got to put content on YouTube. I got to put it on TikTok. I got to, I have to put it on Facebook, I, Instagram, whatever it is, podcast, an app. They just feel like they're spread too thin. And I feel like we always talk about like, like work smarter, not harder. And I think a lot of them don't realize that like, Hey, you can use reels. I mean, we do this breakthrough does this. Like you can use reels that you posted on Instagram and you can use those on TikTok. and you just kind of have to plan it out, I think, and be smart about it. So you don't feel like you're overworking yourself or that your entire life, it's this content creation and you're never like off the clock. Could you go into the, because I know that we all have talked about it, but could you go into the whole thing about reels uh, on Instagram and how they work with TikTok for either of you? 
I mean, Isabel, we've been doing it together. Yeah. Breakthrough's been posting a lot of reels. Yeah, just 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 for people who might not have might not know exactly. So so reels are very similar to stories, except they are independent and they stay on your profile. Um, They're actually one of the most powerful tools on social media. The algorithm really favors videos over hard text posts. Mm -hmm. And what we love is we talk a lot. We're on calls all week long with each other, with partners. And the reels are nice because it's a way to communicate that's still very personal, but we can also have a lot more fun with it. So you can include music as well as text. And, you know, I think it's just, it's from what we've seen, it's one of the fastest ways to grow your following, which kind of ties back into what Katie had mentioned. And the question that you had asked prior, I think also that large growth, rapid growth all at once is very intimidating, but I also think, and it ties into another video that we shared this week, comparison is a thief of joy. And when you grow really fast, whether it's from your reels or the content that you're sharing and you go from like a very minimal amount of followers to a hundred thousand, a half a million. I think that it's very easy to look around at other influencers that are in a similar niche to you and just get caught up in that imposter syndrome. How Mm. could I possibly keep up with what everyone else is doing? Yeah. I think people also compare especially if they've blown up, let's say on Instagram and they, and you know, everybody's telling them that they, they should go to TikTok. They're comparing their TikTok self to their Instagram self. Cause on Instagram, they've got over a hundred thousand followers and going to TikTok is kind of humbling because now they've got to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I think I- like they compare themselves to a- another platform and, and I'm sure it's very, very humbling. I think there's a lot of variables that aren't necessarily taken into consideration there either. You you know, all of us, we remember MySpace, age ourselves a little bit. Um, That was the best, best social media. You could play music when people got to your page. You started with a friend, Tom was there and he was always there for you. He wasn't trying to ruin the world or anything like that. You remember that like, that like hit of dopamine when you log on and it would be like new messages you like this and you it would be like all in red and you'd see it and you're like oh my god like at that time it was like myspace was the jam that's all there was and now with the way that social media has grown you know like when i think of facebook i kind of think of my parents they're the primary demographic (laughs) on facebook um And when I think of Instagram, I think millennials. When I think TikTok, I think Gen Z. And I think that a lot of people also don't really know how to navigate those different demographics um, or might not even be aware that there are different different demographics depending on the social media platform that you're on. So you may really be hitting that niche target on Instagram, which is fantastic. But that content might not necessarily be quite as successful if you don't know how to market it the same way to a different generation. Yeah, like Gen Z says that uh, side parts are not cool anymore. And if you come into TikTok with your side (laughs) part, like they don't think you're cool. They don't want to like your video. It is intimidating, you know? They said skinny jeans are out. Yeah, that they're out. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Everyone knows that skinny jeans are make you look the best. Like everybody knows that. But this is coming from like, you know, people who ate Tide Pods. So we have to take (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I feel like we need an email newsletter with all these new trends. I know. So old people like me can stay informed with what are the new things culturally going on on TikTok. There's actually there's actually a really funny, I don't know if you guys have seen or not, there's a really funny TikTok. His name is just Rod. And he goes, he's a millennial and he goes through all the trends that are happening with Gen Z. It's pretty (laughs) funny. I is need to follow this guy like, so I can stay cool. Is that the guy who tells you like if you're a millennial and you still do this, you're a chuggy or something? Yeah, that's the. What dude. even is? What is <laughs> chuggy? Yeah, I still don't really know, honestly. <laughs> I need to look that up on Urban Dictionary because I'm definitely one. I think. Yeah, I think a lot of the things we do are apparently chuggy, but I also don't know. I don't, I still don't fully know what that word means. So. Me either. Okay, we'll bring it back home. Yeah, I'm sure we'll back, get a comment that clarifies. Yeah, yeah. please comment. Please do. Please do. What that means. So I have a question for for all for everybody. You know what? One thing that I found really interesting getting deeper and deeper into different social media channels, and now if you look at my screen time, I spent a lot of time on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and what I found to be really really interesting is people post a lot of like workouts on Instagram. They post little yoga flows, yoga tutorials. Um, they post workouts, um, drills and all that stuff. I want to just hear from you guys. Do you guys actually use that? Cause to me, Instagram, I don't know about you. I'm usually like kind of, I mean, for us, it's more business as well. Um, but many times I'm just kind of scrolling Instagram, but as workouts come up, can we just kind of go around the room and talk about, do you guys ever find workouts that you've seen on Instagram or social media to be like, okay, I'm going to break into a workout right now or save it for later? Absolutely not. <laughs> Next. I'm 100% opposite. I absolutely do. It, but it, uh, it also okay. just depends for me. Um, I really like mobility and like rehabilitation type stuff the sports that I've done have always been like pretty physical and take a toll on the body so I mean if you're gonna offer a really great you know 15 20 minute mobility routine that I can do in between answering emails and I like it yeah I'll save it I don't know that I'll necessarily always go back and do it but I'll I'll click save yeah that, that's kind of my experience as well, because I, I think the thing that usually cap, captures my attention just doing jujitsu is usually I see some like cool technique that somebody was doing. And I'm like, oh, let me watch that again, again, again. Like I'll watch it a couple times and then I might save it, but I'll usually just like keep it in my back, like in the back of my mind so that when I do go train, I can try it. But that's kind of it. I don't know if I, I think there was one point yeah. during the quarantine, like when we were all like, really quarantined and couldn't leave it felt like you couldn't even leave the house um, good times good times yeah amazing times <laughs> i remember i saved a couple of workouts from people but it was just because i was losing my mind and i relied on the outside gym and stuff but i haven't done it since then but it's yeah. usually just like that looks cool let me try it and then i might even forget about it <laughs> i think for me like this is why i love like apps and i love our apps is because for me instagram like I, I'm not going to watch a whole workout on Instagram. Cause when I'm on Instagram, it's kind of just like 
I want to, my brain to just kind of relax and like zone out. And I look at people's Instagrams, like, okay, like for instance, one of our partners, right. It's like Yovana or Mary posts a lot about like their lives and their personal lives. Like I want to go on Instagram on Mary's Instagram and I want to see her baby. I want to see what she's doing that day. Like, I just want to see her. And then of course I want to see like a little, like a post of, um, you know, a clip of, oh, I've added this to the app or something like that. But then I want to go to the app for workouts and for yoga at a specific time, which is like the end of the day, right? It's like, you're done with work. You can actually focus on the workout you're going to do. It's all in one place. I can open up her app, set it up and just do a workout where I kind of just want on Instagram. Like I want to see their day. I want to see what they're wearing. I want to know where they bought, <laughs> like, you know, where they bought those shoes that I really like. I want to know about their family and just start, I don't know. For me, that's how it is. I like the I, personal feel on Instagram and I want the fitness and the business like somewhere else. I like that you mentioned totally going fair. from Instagram to the app because I do agree. Like I like to save warm up routines. I follow a lot of Olympians and they have access to coaches that I'm just never going to have access to. So I love to save their warm up stuff, but I also love that you can go somewhere and there's no distractions. Yeah. See, that's yeah. my problem. Mm -hmm. Instagram, mm -hmm. you can get so overwhelmed and really lost in the sea of content. So when you go over to one of our apps, there's everything in one place, but there's no distractions. It feels very one-on-one -on -one, and it's like, it's me time. And I just love the way that they talk to me and it feels like my own personal mm -hmm. session as opposed to like, oh, there's like all these millions of people commenting on this one post and it's great, but sometimes it's just too much. Yeah, and you can set your phone. Like for me, I'll put my phone on do not disturb and I'll set, I'll set it up and like I'll start a yoga class where if I'm on Instagram and I'm watching someone's video and like attempting to do a workout, okay, well then my best friend just sent me a funny meme in the messages and the notification popped up. So now I've left the class. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's not for that. Yeah. Like, that's not what it's for. That's not what Instagram was intended for. Like, if you think back to the beginning, which was like 2011, when it started becoming relevant, we all just posted, it's just a picture. That's literally all it was. And that's what it was intended for. It wasn't really intended to be an entire fitness business where as apps have always been like, more of that that interactive more about a business more about a product so i don't know that that also reminds me actually of any times any time i've actually purchased something whether it was a program online i wanted to follow or uh, i found somebody who helped me with like some rehab for my i had, had a lot of injuries but i remember the thing that actually got me through the door was the fact that there was con they had content on their instagram but the 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 content was almost a proxy for me to know that this person kind of knows what they're talking about or i just like really vibe with what this person is saying it makes a lot of sense to me they're giving me <clears throat> like they're giving me value but it's not necessarily a workout it's not necessarily the rehab session because even for a per person I actually saw in person, I knew him through jujitsu. He posted a bunch of his stuff online and I got to see it. And I'm like, oh, these are probably the exercises we'll be doing. It was a lot of mobility stuff. And I really liked that. 
And that was enough to get me through the door and to just do a bunch of one-on-one -on -one sessions with him that I otherwise would never have done. Or that even happened again during COVID. There was a whole, um, what's that guy's name? Uh, it was the Athlean X dude. Yeah. Um, I did his workouts and I was, the only reason I did them or that I even purchased his program was because I saw his posts and how he talked about personal training. And it really, it, it sounded very similar to any of the other people who are closer to my, in my life who are personal trainers and the way that they talked about it was very similar to the way he talked about it. So I'm like, okay, well, this guy knows what he's talking about. Let me go to him. Let me pay for his stuff. And I'm still happy that I paid for his stuff. So it almost felt like a taste tester before, before mm. instead of actually doing the workouts on the app, which is still funny because I remember we've talked to a lot of the people who follow some of the, the people that we're uh, working with. And they do actually have like, cause you can save, uh, what is it? But you can make lists of your favorites and they'll actually make whole like flows out of yoga. So it's funny right. to hear that none of us do that, but there's a whole group of people out there who definitely do. So I don't know where, where that lies, but. But you know, what's funny. I feel, um, and yeah, I remember that Rami in, uh, so when we first started with Mary's app, when we were first building and we were interviewing a bunch of her users and people were saying exactly what Rami just said, that they were like, yeah, I just saved the flows and I build out a whole yoga flow and I go back to it. And I'm like, that's really interesting. But I wonder if they still do that now that they have. Yeah, that's that. a good point. <laughs> we should follow up with them. Um, that's a really I, good point. We should. I want to, I want to piggyback off all you guys where um, Katie was mentioning that, you know, Instagram was designed for photo sharing. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of become this like really complex, rich newsfeed where it feels like a discovery platform where you go there to just discover new things. And I think they really capitalize on people's deep rooted sense of FOMO. Cause I don't know about you guys, I go to Instagram. It's almost like I go to Instagram for the news, not just news, <laughs> what's happening in the news channels, but what's happening new in the world um in the world of mma world of yoga world of everything um but you know the fitness apps are designed to help people become healthier and the way people become healthier is if they have like a person like mary or, or a person like hannah who are, or marisha who are really good at teaching yoga and they continue to show up and that's how they get, get healthier they're definitely not going to achieve that from instagram they're definitely not going to achieve it from YouTube. They could do a full class, but YouTube, the way it's designed is it's not going to, when you come back, it's not going to show you the next video in Mary's, you know, challenge from day one to day two. It's just going to show, it might show you another one of Mary's videos or likely it will just show you like someone else, like yoga with Adrian's videos. Cause YouTube will be like, yeah, this person likes yoga, but Mary's app will guide you through the next step that you need to get to and i think that's that's really what makes in my opinion uh makes health impact is actually practicing with the same instructor in their app in their website whatever and how I about agree. like how about how the apps keep track of your journey instagram's not keeping track of your journey like, yeah. <laughs> they're not it's not right. it's not specific it's not meant for that it's not meant, it's not for, meant that. for that. Right. So like in the apps where you can see your streak and you can see what classes you've taken, like 
you can never do that. You can't do that on Instagram or YouTube because it doesn't, that's not a feature. That's just simply not a feature. It's not available. I think that especially for a lot of these influencers and our partners, just to kind of tie back to what Rami said, I think that Instagram and YouTube, they are great tools, but I think for me, I view them more as a source to like determine someone's credibility um, and to find somebody that really resonates with me and being able to go on and see, I like this person's content. I like their personality, but there are other accounts that also follow them that I already know and respect. I think that also is a really useful tool, but that still doesn't directly translate into practice. And we had kind of touched on this earlier in the week. And part of being tied to social media also means having to have a ton of content constantly. Mm. And sometimes that's stressful. You know, it's nice to be able to take a vacation or have a baby or do any of those those normal life things. So, you know, we talk about taking control of your destiny, really having autonomy over your own business. And if you are on that constant hustle, and there's a lot to be said for the hustle, the hustle is great. We are deep in the hustle. We love it. We're very passionate about what we do, but everyone deserves time to unplug. And if your sole business is only thriving on one social media account, what happens if you don't post for a couple of days? Right. Like if you take maternity leave for three months, like, you know, we have some of our partners who are mothers or having babies and whatnot. And it's like, if you don't want to be consistently posting that content on your feed, but you have it in the app, then you don't have to worry because it's, it's just there. Like you can access that and you know, your followers always have something to go to where on Instagram, it's your people are always looking for like the next best thing. What is she posting today? What is she posting next? And then the app, it's just, it's a constant and you, you can take that break. You can do normal life things without feeling that, that constant, just pressure of having to, if you don't show up every day, if you get sick for a few weeks, then you're going to lose income. That's a scary thought. I know. (laughs) It always makes me laugh when we see someone go like on vacation and they have to post on social media. Mm. Like I'm going on a vacation, so I'm not going to be posting every day. Yeah. That's so weird. Like Mm. it's, it is. I've seen that multiple times to people, you know? Oh my God. Like you're being held accountable by your followers because you know that if you don't let them know and your income is fully dependent on you know, on them, then they're going to be like, where'd she go? And it's actually crazy how like fast you can, this is going to be a little, a little intense, but like how fast you can become irrelevant. Yeah. No, hundred (laughs) percent. The fall from grace is hard and fast on social media. Yeah. Yeah. People are the, the, there's a limited number of finite number of people in this world and they have finite amount of attention and they're going to be there as we speak, they're moving on to the next platform. People yeah. are moving to clubhouse. They're spending more time there, less time on Instagram. They're spending more time on TikTok, less time on Instagram. 
I mean, I, I used to go on a face on the Facebook a lot more than like many years ago. Now I go on Facebook like a couple times a week and mainly because of, you know, we have our groups on Facebook, but other than that, I don't spend the same kind of stuff that I did on Facebook. I think you really have to like take yourself like a level above the rest because every health and fitness coach, every influencer, fit model, whatever you want to, every, everyone who's in that, um, who's in that category, they all have Instagram and, but they don't all have an app. And it's like, how do you set yourself apart? How do you make what you do special? Because like the tough love of it is just like, you are one of so many, I think Sunny and I, what is there like 50,000 like fitness influencers. So there's 50,000 fitness influencers in the world that have a following of 10K or more. Yeah. And Instagram in that sense, like that reminds me, it's almost like how dating is on Tinder and Bumble. Like you can literally keep swiping and you will always find someone else. There's always someone Mm. to replace you. There's always the next best thing, the next hottest, like hottest person, the next person that piques your interest that you want to follow and so you have to find a way to be like okay I need to set myself apart I need to have something extra I need to have another business and you know if that's an app then that's that's one way to do it recent studies show that 48 percent of consumers will determine a brand's credibility based on whether or not they have an app So we talk about it all the time. You know, there's all these influencers. We've thrown around some numbers. How, what is the determining factor that sets you apart from this sea of people that are already on social media sharing very similar content to you? And I mean, 48%, that's almost 50. That's half of the people on your social media will determine whether or not you are a credible coach based on whether or not you have your own app. Hmm. Hmm. That's wild. How many people could afford to lose half of their following because of brand credibility? Yeah, you know, it seems like uh, there's, I feel like in, 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 in a society, there's either leaders and there's followers. And many times leaders will, in the social media world, go to new platforms where they'll start a TikTok you know, there were many leaders that started that trend. And now there's a ton of followers that are just like going to TikTok and still working for them. But at some point it's going to saturate. Um, but TikTok was kind of in this golden age. Would you guys agree? Like last year? And I would say still it's kind of in a golden age, right? Where you get on TikTok now and still you can get a lot more followers pretty quickly compared to Instagram. Do you think yeah. it's still in a golden age? Rami and it it seemed really crazy last year like I remember just like there were just people who would zoom right to the top because of some like one single video yeah and potentially they'd find a way to monetize but it seems like it's slowed down I don't know if you think this or you see anything differently Katie I don't really think it's slowed down much I Mm, still think it isn't like that golden age but what I do think is that if you have a million followers or 2 million followers on TikTok, that is 
nothing. <laughs> like as sad as that is, that's nothing compared. That's yeah. like having um, 10,000 followers on t- 10 to 20,000 followers on Instagram, because that's how much easier it is to like get that fame. And I think that if you look at Instagram, if you were to look at the sea of health and fitness coaches that are on Instagram, like the numbers are so much lower. If you were to go to TikTok, you're going to see so many that have 500,000, a million, 2 million. And I feel like TikTok, if you don't have 4 million and above, you're not really, you're not really competing. And so I think TikTok is hard. So if you're solely focused on TikTok, I think you have to figure out a way to bring yourself over to Instagram and really just diversify. You can't just focus solely on TikTok. It's easier to focus solely on Instagram and much more sustainable. But I think TikTok is a lot harder because it's just, it's so much easier. It's not, it's not hard to get, to get noticed. Maybe that's actually, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say like, I think that's actually what I mean by TikTok doesn't seem like it has the same fire. It's actually just the fact that it doesn't seem to actually, it seems like you can get a high follower account without it meaning as much as it does on Instagram. Like it seems like on Instagram, you have higher quality followers Versus I think on Instagram, there's two factors. One being that it's way easier to follow someone because it's like, like the, the follow button is right there on every single TikTok you're viewing. It's like immediate. For Instagram, I guess there is in some way it is actually there as well. But I feel like it's just more engaging. People have, people have even made little hacks to get people to follow them. And then also the fact that um, right. TikTok skews so much younger that I feel that you could have like just a bunch of teenagers who are following you, but that doesn't really mean much if you're trying to start a business. They don't have any money. Yeah. And they have commitment (laughs) issues. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, I think that TikTok also had an advantage partially because of the adversity that it faced in the last year. You know, it was like, it had a big target on its back. It was like edgy to be part of this TikTok community because somebody was like out to get it shut down. And so I think that there's an, a, a weird sense of community in that as well, especially for Gen Z, because it was kind of a place to rebel against expectations. That's a good point. And I think Can when, I... You're, when you're scrolling through TikTok, like I don't constantly see like content as much from people I follow then when I go to Instagram, right? Cause we, you go on Instagram and you see everyone you follow, you see their stories at the top and you typically yeah. always see their Instagram where TikTok it's, it's very random. Like, I don't know how, but somehow I accumulated over time and I follow like a hundred cat accounts. And that's just sad. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Suddenly I'm like, I don't even uh. see these anymore. And I feel like to the Instagram is really like the true and loyal the true and loyal fan. Yeah, because TikTok immediately puts you to the for you page, which is based on the algorithm with people you might be interested in versus what's the other screen called, which I never go to. Is that explore? No, it's the following tab. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like when you open it, your for you page shows up, but then you have to actually click on the following tab to see people you follow. Yeah. And I never click that. Me either, never. Which is really funny because then that also that also makes you think about the idea of 
even if you have a million followers, I barely ever see the people I follow. So mm-hmm. yeah. this is so crazy. You know, we've heard that Instagram's conversion rate, like if you're a business or if you are a health and fitness influencer, you're trying to sell an app or a website, Instagram's conversion rate is usually in the single digits, but email conversion rate is way higher. Like generally emails have an open rate of like roughly 30% or so, maybe more if you're really good at your email strategy. Then I'm assuming TikTok is probably like 1% or lower conversion rate. Cause sounds like TikTok is even worse. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I would, I would think that's, that has to be it. I also think that because of the timing on TikTok, you're limited to just how much value you're able to provide. You know, on Instagram, you have all of these different methods in which you can share videos. And unless you are really, really good at what you do, it's very hard to convey why somebody should go from TikTok to your Mm. business on XYZ Mm. platform in under 60 seconds. You know, I have seen some, um, <laughs> there was a, a, my buddy's nephew, he made an app called iVibrate <laughs> on the app store. And it's just like, it's literally a vibrating app. It, it makes your phone vibrate. Um, you want that, me to keep what is that used for? <laughs> massage. <laughs> Anyways, um, so there's this app and it was, it's like top, five top 10 in the app store at least it was and the way it was uh, high during the panty it it was high dude is that what they're calling it now katie is that what they're calling it now the panty got it yeah during the panty this vibrate was going high um and being uh, very much in use and uh um and the way they blew up was funny enough you know which is a kind of opposite of what we're saying but i think that was just like an exception, they made a TikTok about how they made the app and they published it. And then the, the app just blew up. They were, they were getting all these downloads and it was only like 99 cents to download, but Rami searching it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Num- number 94. Number 94, okay, they fell down a little bit. Business. Um, you know, one other, I wanna, I wanna just throw out a secret that I know a lot of people on this call know, but that we, that our partners know as well. TikTok was in this golden age where now it's seeming to move away. There's another, like, what are some other platforms that are in a golden age right now where like people can just go to that and all of a sudden it's like, they're making more money. They're getting more of a following. Is there any, any ones that come to mind? Cause I have a little secret. Honestly, I really don't think so. Like everyone I know who has tried out Clubhouse loves it for about three days and then they're over it. Mm. So I don't I know. I, can't I, really- I never, I never liked Clubhouse. I like went to a couple of rooms. I accidentally raised my hand a couple of times. And, <laughs> and then they and kicked then, you out. Yeah. And I was, yeah. It's always such a, I always was in the middle of some conversation and I was like, oh, it sounds like this could have been interesting. And then I don't know. It was a weird experience. So Clubhouse is not in the golden age. It might, it might, I don't know. It, I think things evolve and users do a bunch of crazy stuff with it. Like I, I felt the same way about Twitter when I first used Twitter and it's clearly still booming and I still don't really understand it. Mm. Twitter is the best platform. You think so? Oh, so you do 100%. use Twitter. 
It's my favorite. Oh, wow. We need yeah. to talk more about Twitter offline, Katie. Yeah, I love Twitter. Isabeau, do you, is, there any, is there any platforms that you think are kind of in a golden age right now for health and fitness influencers? Not that necessarily come to mind. I also am not big on a ton of the other social media. So like TikTok, I didn't even start using TikTok until we started using it as an organization. So I think there's one, um, obviously you guys know it, but there's what a lot of, I think coaches don't realize of what a lot of coaches think is that, yeah, people will find me on Instagram, they'll find me on TikTok, but where people are going to search a lot is on the app store. The app store is this like, app store is kind of like the new Google search engine where people are literally going to the Apple's app store, whether it's play store or, or, or the Apple app store. And they're searching. I think Isabel, we found that there were like 300 million visitors every week. There are. And I read today that there's over 30,000 apps that are added to the app store every day. Wow. Insane. And I wonder how many like personalized health fitness coaching apps are out there right now for fitness. You know, I know there's a lot of health and fitness apps, but there's, I think it's a bit of a golden age right now where there's not a lot of like personal, like, you know, how Mary's is a Hannah and Giovanna, it's like a personal trainer's app and their content. There's probably, I would, I would imagine a few hundred. Whereas if you go on like Instagram, there's thousands and thousands of influencers that are out there. It's funny so, you talk so about- So make an like, app guys. Yeah, it's funny you think about apps being in the golden, like being in the golden age, because I think about when we first got iPhones and really the only apps we all had on our phones were like mm-hmm. photo editors. And right. there really was, I mean, obviously there were the apps that, were already set up, right? That were set up on your phone that like Apple gave you. But other than that, I feel like they've really just evolved to then like the next level. And some websites are even hard to navigate now and you might as well go download an app. And like you're saying, it's the next Google search. Like last night, I was thinking about how I have way too many random subscriptions tied to my credit card because I am that person who forgets to cancel. And I got an email and it was like, CBS all access. I'm like, I don't use this anymore. I use this for like a month to watch Love Island. I don't use this anymore. So I went to the, I went to the app store and I searched, um, like subscription tracker, something like that. Oh yeah. And instead of going to Google and they have apps where you can like link your card and they scan it and they'll tell you exactly you know, what you're signed up for and what your monthly reoccurring charges are. And so I just think, okay, if I'm, if I'm doing that, if I'm going to the app store and I'm doing that search, how many other people are as well? If they want to do yoga, if they want to do handstands, if they want to do meditation, I just feel like so many people are just like, I don't need to go search Google. I don't need to go through every website. I'm just going to go to the app store. I'm going to look at ratings and I'm going to download the most popular ones. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's a perfect segue into something else that we offer, which is that, so there's, so something that people don't, may or may not know about, but hopefully if you're in that, in this space, you would know about it, which is search engine optimization, which is just like, if you're an influencer or you're somebody who's in fitness and somebody types your name into Google, 
or types like if you're a yoga influencer, what happens if you type into Google um, yoga program online? And I don't know what the answer is right now, but it's likely that you're not going to show up. There are tools, services, people out there, they'll do what's called search engine optimization, SEO, and they'll actually bring your rating right to the top of those specific keywords. So Google is like insanely just um, what's saturated with how many people are trying to do that. And I think something that's, that's really important to also note, given that people are thinking of the app store like Google, is that we actually work to improve what's called the app store optimization. Uh, is that what it, uh, yeah, ASO. App store optimization. Yeah, ASO. And that's something we take time to make sure that if people are looking for you on the app store, you actually show up at the very top. Like we have uh, Kyle Weeger's app. If you type handstand app in the app, in the app store, he's the first result that shows up. And I feel like that's something that also yeah. helps in the grand scheme of things. You're trying to grow, you're trying to go off of a platform. That is another way that we help you guys. So right. definitely big fans of what, what we do. <laughs> <laughs> we're our biggest fans yeah we are our biggest well, i fans. mean i mean it's it's obvious though right like yeah it's yeah it's obviously you know people i i think it's true when you're if you're a if you're a if you're a big fish in a small pond obviously you're gonna get more attention you're gonna get more business you know and that's essentially it like on on instagram you're gonna be a tiny fish in a massive pond right we're on app store i think you're, you're gonna be you're going to be one of the, you go, you're going to be one of the bigger fish. And that's just kind of the trend right now. There's just not that many influencer health and fitness coach based apps out there because developing apps has been so complicated and so expensive, but now technology is changing so rapidly that it's getting, that it's getting simpler and simpler. 100%. All right, friends. Well, this was fun. Um, so I think we should end by saying where everybody's calling in from, because this is uh, where as we're as we're coming out of the panty, we're still, as Katie would say, we're still we're still zooming hard. So I'm calling from Carlsbad, California. I'm only about 45 minutes north of Sunny in Rancho Santa Margarita, which is a really long name, but yep. I think I'm like eight hours north of both of you guys. Uh, I'm in South Lake Tahoe on the border of California and Nevada. It's great out here. I am. Oh, I saw two bears recently. Side. Sorry, two. go ahead. They were they were so thick too. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the stories. There's some thick ass bears. Some yeah. Thick bears well, out well, there. there. Were, there was the one that I posted, but then literally I was on a Facetime call with Sunny in my car. And I was like, dude, there's a fucking bear. Sorry. I there's a bear right bear. outside of my car. And it was I like, saw the fucking bear. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how did I miss this? Did you post this today? No, I didn't. It was we just it was FaceTime. just happening on FaceTime. I was like, holy crap. It kind of freaked me out because I've never been to been that close to a bear before. Oh my God. Well, there's a lot of wildlife in Florida, but none of it is bears. So where are you calling in from in, again, Isabel? I'm in, in Tampa. There you go. Cool. Tampa, Florida. You guys got like alligators and shit, right? Isabel? We do. We what have do like got? alligators. And if yeah. you go like north, we've got Florida Panthers. Wow. Florida Panthers. Florida's like just Panthers. a wild place. It is super wild. Wow. It's not the animals that you have to worry about in Florida. <laughs> it's the people. It's the humans. <laughs> Florida man. Yeah. He's real. Florida man. Awesome. And he is at large. <laughs> <laughs> He's always at so large funny. every day. 
Well, I love this team and I love that we're making this happen. Um, hopefully, uh, people listening, hopefully you guys um, found this entertaining and found some good nuggets out of this conversation. Please do comment. Give us a, give us a six-star rating, as they say. Five stars in a comment. So thank you very much. Any last words from anybody? Nope. If, and if you want to build an app with us, just uh, contact us at breakdraft.io. Boom. And we'll see everyone next month for our next round table. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Peace out.